0: I was really upset when we canceled the wedding and then I made peace with it. And then the wedding weekend came around. And then Mm. the day where I was supposed to get married happened. And it was just, I couldn't help but think this is not how today was supposed to go. Throughout the entire day, I was like, I should have been in hair and makeup right now. I should have been doing my first dance right now. I should have been, I'm going to get emotional because it was
1: just, it it was
0: really hard. It's still like really hard to think about.
1: Welcome to Bride To Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be, planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding, but not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Bride to Have Been. Today, we have Roma Bonaventura, a covert bride who, like many, never imagined her wedding would be flipped upside down in 2020. Roma and her fiancé, Adam, are soulmates. They've been together for 10 years, and even after spending every waking moment together during this pandemic, they still love doing this thing called life as a unit. Roma and Adam are the true definition of each other's ride or die. Roma, it's so wonderful to meet you and have you on Bride to a Ben.
0: Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I know. (laughs) I can't wait for you to
1: share your story, even though I know this year has been crazy. So it's been a tough one. Rumor has it you still have a bitter taste in your mouth from the RSVP responses. <laughs> so we'll definitely need to dive into that.
0: <laughs> oh, the <new> RSVPs, yes.
1: <laughs> but, but before we get into the nitty gritty of all that and all the chaos that happened this year, let's just hear how you and Adam first met 10 years ago. That's a long time ago. It
0: is a long time. It's a long time. I think it's it's something that you don't find often these days because I'm only 32. So we met fairly young. So yeah. we, we've actually met about 12 years ago. And then, and I'm just going to apologize to my family if they're listening to this because it's going to get real raunchy here in just a little bit, but I don't <laughs> know how else to describe it. But essentially, Adam was the bassist in my friend's band. And I told my friend, hey, tell your bassist. I said, he's a babeski. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally two days later on MySpace. Okay, I'm taking it way back. You're taking it way, way, back. way back. yeah. <laughs> on MySpace, there's a message from Adam being like, hey, dot, dot, dot. I'm the babeski. <laughs> And I was just like hook, line, sinker. Do I keep my pants on, or do they just come off now? Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) And so we actually started texting each other and all that. And then we went on a date, and our date was we went and got Jamba Juice, and then saw "Observe and Report," which we still debate to this day whether that movie is funny or not. I think it's terrible. (laughs) He thinks it's the best thing on the planet. And then we just we both just got out of a relationship, so we just kind of used each other for all the things that adult situationships are for <laughs> in layman's terms. <laughs> he used me for my body. I used him for him. We did, we did that for about two years. But like during that time, he lived in Pacifica, which is like a small town off of San Francisco. And then I was living in Foster City, which is like 30 minutes away. So we are doing like this whole back and forth, casually seeing each other. And then he moved to Colorado. And that's when our relationship really started to grow into something more. And then we became like best friends because it came to talking like once a week, then a couple days, and then every night on the phone. And then even though like, I was dating other people, he would text me and I would like, or call me and I would like walk away from that person to go take the conversation. So things got really developed, I just say, like into a really nice relationship, friendship. Bing.
1: That's awesome. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then finally I was just like, I don't want to wonder what if anymore. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna see you and we're gonna see where this goes. So I visited Colorado and him for twice or three times. And then finally I was just fuck it. I really like it out here. I can't live in California, I can't afford this. And so I moved out there like. I think three months after making that decision of like, I'm going to come out here. You can figure it out if you want to be with me or not. <laughs> and then I moved out here. I had my own apartment. We ended up just slowly growing and 10 years later and four dogs and a house. Four here dogs. Here we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might be my fault. I love animals.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love yeah. it. I need to learn whatever you're doing. So I'm trying to convince Julian to let me get a dog, to be honest with you. But
0: the key to that is is to say you're going to bring home to foster it. And then you just don't.
1: I see. You just yeah. keep it. Yeah. I'm going to foster a dog, it. Julian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or you found them on the street, but he doesn't need to know you went to the pet store. It's fine. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right. So what point in your knowing, Adam, that you were like, I'm going to move to Colorado?
0: Like around two years at that point. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we right. met. Yeah. So fun fact, he used to have to buy me alcohol. So he was 23 <gasps> and I was 20. got the bag. <laughs> I know. I'm <scandalous. laughs> I know. Sorry,
1: Such mom. a rebel. You moved to Colorado. You were living separately, but of course now, obviously, you guys are together, four dogs in a house. At what point did you realize he was the one though?
0: I think I figured it out pretty early. I just didn't want to admit it to myself. I think we have a really weird sense of humor. And I'm a kind of an oddball. So to have someone appreciate that, and then to mesh with you on all different levels, I think I was like, Oh, okay, he's the one. And then it's just like, still to this day, like 10 years, or however many years later, I just, I feel like we got the 10, (laughs) we just stopped counting, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. He was my number one on my topic for a very long time. Um, A young listener
1: does not even know what that means, by
0: the way. Yeah. It's online bullying, essentially. It's fine. He's still my favorite person. I go to work every day and I count down the hours until I can come home and hang out with him. Oh, I love that. I know. I just rather be with him than anyone else. I have my girlfriends. I love my best friends. They're great. But he really is just like my person. And we just get each other on a whole nother level. We even have our own secret language. (laughs) (laughs) Work <laughs> like that. we have been a lot of time together,
1: <laughs> and probably well. Now, no, you go to work still. I was gonna say yeah. even more now, but you still well, go to work.
0: Well, we're both essential <laughs> workers, so we have both been working yeah. through the whole pandemic. So that's been an interesting thing. Sometimes we're like, man, why can't we be home? <laughs> but really, <laughs> I don't mind it. It's fine. Yeah,
1: indeed. All right. So, who proposed to who?
0: There was no proposal.
1: No proposal. There was no, yeah,
0: there was no proposal. So me and him have been against weddings for a really long time. We were always a couple. We're not going to get married. A ring is just a symbol. It's just a piece of paper. So here in Colorado, we're actually common law married. So Mm -hmm. he's been considered my husband for almost six years now. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So I have referred to him as my husband. We didn't realize it until after we bought the house together. And our tax lady was like, congratulations, you're common law, you own a house. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is it. This is the big one. And we just looked at each other and we're like, okay. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. And I've been wearing a ring for six years now. So we started as you people, you get to that age in your family and everyone starts having a wedding. And so you really start seeing your idea of a wedding kind of changes where it's, yes, it's this big party and yes, it's extravagant and yes, it's expensive. And at what cost does that mean? But I think there's something to just having your family together and then just really celebrating and honoring your relationship and your commitment to one another. I think that's what was the triggering point for me. And so we were just, I'm actually in the room where it happened. We were just sitting on the bed (laughs) and we were just talking about our future and stuff and kids and all that jazz. And him and I just like talked about it and we had just an adult conversation of, fuck it, let's do it. (laughs) I was just like, I was like, I think I want to do this. I want to have a small wedding. I want to do it in front of our friends where it's just a piece of paper at this point. It doesn't have to be anything big. It's just going to be you and me and us celebrating. And then the gifts aren't too bad either. And so, yeah, we just decided, okay, cool, let's do it. That's and so, awesome. And so that happened in March of 20 I want to say 2019. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he didn't because you were already wearing a ring at that yeah. point. It was just yeah. more like an agreement of we went from not ever wanting to get married to let's do this.
0: Yeah. To let's do this. Let's like ha- have the celebration. I think he's a child of divorce. So for mm-hmm. him, I think anyone that's a child of divorce, I think there's a little bit of hesitation when it comes to marriage, you know, and I think that's pretty mm-hmm. natural. And so for him, I think it took him a while, but I, I think it's just, we both realized like a marriage is so much more than a wedding and we already have that. The wedding is just really like the icing on the cake. It's the fun part. Now, yeah, it's the
1: celebration, it's
0: the celebration, and it's honoring your friends. And then I get to wear a pretty dress, so I'm in. Yeah, are you gonna get another ring? (laughs) So, this is my updated ring. So, I had so when we decided to okay, we're common law, like we went on to Etsy, and I was just like, oh boy. And so, what happened? like I picked out five rings. I said these are the ones I like. You choose. He did the same. And then they came in the mail we were just like, here you go. And then we like just like (laughs) handed it to each other over the kitchen (laughs) table. We put around like cool. (laughs)
1: that's so funny I love it yeah it's so it's just you you know what I mean it's totally you
0: yeah that's what's
1: so great about it
0: yeah so now I upgraded from a $25 Oprah ring to a platinum ring with like diamonds and I'm not like a jewelry person I Uh have really sensitive skin so like for me I just want a band and I don't our ceremony isn't really going to have a ring exchange my mom doesn't know Mm -hmm. that yet sorry mom if you're listening because we already (laughs) wear rings so it's yeah.
1: What do you envision for your ceremony? Not to fall down the
0: stairs because I have to walk downstairs oh, when I go fair. down the aisle. That's a
1: good vision to have. <laughs>
0: yeah. I want to be fun. I want to be funny. I want to be romantic. I think when it comes to like ceremony, I want to just, I really want it to reflect us. I don't want to do any of the traditional vows, anything like that. I always keep joking that my vows are going to be rub a up, dub Thanks for the love. <laughs> that's where I've been this whole time. <laughs> Um, I've already been told that I'm not allowed to cuss, and that I me really sad because fuck is my favorite word. (laughs) So (laughs) I was just like, it was like this whole thing. My mom's, I don't want you cuss during the ceremony. Uh, Yeah, and he doesn't want me to cuss either. And that's, I I get it. It's fine. It's fine. I can sacrifice whatever. Because I've already sacrificed so much in 2020. I guess we (laughs) need one more thing. Yeah. So I just want to be a reflection of us. I don't know as far as I'm one of those. I'm like, I'm just going to wing it. I don't, I am not a planner. Our friend's going to be our officiant. She's my old boss and I love her. And she's just really great and a wonderful person and actually had a dream that she officiated our wedding. So I was like, tapped him on the shoulder when I was, Dawn's going to marry us. I just had a dream about it. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's what I we love did. It. Yeah. I want to be just fun. I want to be light. I want our favorite music playing when people enter. I do know my friend Kyle, who's very loud and boisterous and super awesomely gay. I told him as gay as possible, as, as wonderfully you as possible, really. If you can please just greet people at the door and tell them where to go. Hug them, like do your thing, like being a sequence jacket. So he's just all for it. So being
1: a sequined jacket. Yes,
0: yes. That's yes. amazing. Yeah, because he's technically he's like an honorary member of the bridal party. So he's not a groomsman. He's not a bride Made, but he's part of all the bridal party stuff. Yeah. He was there when I picked out my dress. He was there when he was our roommate for three years. Just the three of you? Yeah, just the three of us. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, we called him our gay basement troll. So, because he would come <laughs> up from the stairs and he would be like, ah! <laughs> I was like, whatever you want to be called, dude. I love it. He was just, like, <laughs> and he's a tall guy. He's a big guy. So he just be pounded up the stairs. Be like, oh no, the troll's coming. Hide. <laughs>
1: That is too yeah. funny. Yeah. When was your original wedding date this year?
0: It was supposed to be September 13th of 2020. We were September 12th. Oh, look at that! Yes, Ooh. same yeah. weekend. Yeah, we were. Oh. We didn't want to do a Saturday. It was too expensive, and I didn't want to do a Friday because it was too expensive. So I was like, how about a Sunday? I mean, everyone has to travel to Colorado, so yeah, as well. It, it doesn't matter what day we do it. People have to travel, so they're going to treat it like a weekend regardless.
1: Definitely. So you were going to do it in Colorado. Where, mm-hmm. whereabouts in Colorado?
0: In Colorado Springs, we have this section of the town called Old Colorado City. So we found this venue called the Loft Music Hall, and it's very super unique. There's three different spaces as part of the venue. It's a lot of exposed brick. They describe themselves as urban, shabby, chic, but really they just threw a bunch of shit together and it works.
1: (laughs) And it looks good. And it (laughs)
0: looks great. And I don't have to decorate. That's awesome. I'm one of those people where I don't understand. I could never wrap my head around... The expensive centerpieces, or real flower bouquets, or things like that—the things that you're not going to remember. Mm-hmm. Twenty years from now, I'm not going to remember what my bouquet looked like, other than looking at pictures. I'm not going to remember what with the centerpieces, or if we used real plates or plastic plates. I'm going to remember the moments and the feelings. So, like, I'm not going to focus on like the decorations. It just doesn't make sense for me.
1: Their own things they focus on. That was the number one thing my planner told me: is put your money where you are going to remember or right. what you value. Right. So I was totally that person that valued the
0: tablescape. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And no, you're like, hell no. <laughs> yeah. And it's just one of those things that I'm I'm probably people and be like, what are your wedding colors? I'm, I think he was there. I don't know. Let me pull out the photo album. Hold up. I've you <laughs> seen my gallery there. down the stairwell. That's the documentation of our wedding.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Okay. So you had shared with me earlier on that you were a little upset about some of the RSVPs. I would like, like, the to, hear RSVPs. Little, I'd like to hear a little bit about these RSVPs.
0: <sighs> okay. It goes back to, it literally stems from the guest list is really what this all stems from. <laughs> I am Italian. I'm half Italian. I have, and I'm also part of a blended family. So we are super large just by nature of it. One of the things that Having a small wedding is just not going to happen. And it's really hard because I'm also just like my family history and stuff. It's just everyone's going to want to be there. Mm-hmm. So our small 50 person wedding or whatever, I originally wanted 30. Then I compromised a 50 and then I compromised 120. I wow. Know, you got, really jumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. You more I mean, than doubled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just because no one can be left out. My mom's yeah. one of six, my dad was one of five, and mm-hmm. then my step family. And then we also a part of another part of that family that we all are really close with. So it's, no one can really be left out. Everyone like means something to me. And then literally, so we have, I think 85 of the people coming to the wedding was just my family 10 was Adams. Oh my Adams. God. <laughs> that oh we my gosh. And the rest were our closest friends here in, in Colorado. And then like my bridal party dates. I love them to have dates. No one else got dates. I had an X plus one. Sorry, I was that bride. <laughs> if you're not married or in a long-term relationship, you don't get some, you don't have to bring some strange-o to my wedding.
1: Yeah, sometimes when you want to try to keep it tight, you have to draw a line in the sand right, somewhere. Right, right, so, I was lucky yeah. enough
0: to have some friends who were like, don't bring my husband. He's a dud. I'll, I'll bring my sister. And I was like, I like your sister. She's on the guest list so that works. <laughs> But yeah, so with the wedding is we wanted, because we knew everyone. I'm the only one in my family who lives in Colorado. Everyone else is in California or on the East Coast or in Michigan. We sent out the invites in March of 2020. Right at
1: the start of this all.
0: The start of it, because we wanted to give people plenty of time because we, our thought process was because I live in Colorado Springs and the airport's really expensive, people have to not only fly to Denver, but they're going to have to rent a car or do a shuttle and it's going to be really mm-hmm. expensive. So we wanted to give people plenty of time for out of town guests to decide, yes, financially I can do this or no, I can't come because we, we knew that it's a big thing to travel here. Like we, we mm-hmm. get it; it's, it's not going to be cheap for people. So I sent them out. We asked for the RSVP for like May 1st because then we had to do our local invitations. So we had to like gauge how you Mm -hmm. always do two sets of invitations or whatever. It came down to May 1st rolls around. I got like maybe five RSVPs out of the 75 that we sent. Okay. And then, wow, June 1st rolls around. We give people an extension. We get it. Things aren't happening. Nothing. Like I send out an email, like maybe two people respond like, Hey, thank you so much for letting us know. Yeah. We just don't know. And then eventually we just finally, and I think the end of June, we just said, fuck it, we're going to postpone it. And then at that time I had only heard out of the 75 that I sent, I've only got 30 back. And other wow. people I haven't even heard from. So I still don't mm. know if they're coming. <laughs> so obviously they didn't because the day has come and passed. <laughs> but like, I was a little nervous that week. And I'm like, who's going to show up at my door? Because I yeah. really don't know. Because, and like, it was just, I'm just so bitter. Because I'm just like, you just, it sucks to be a 2020 bride. And then to not even have a response from your family. I've been Mm -hmm. telling Adam, like, whoever didn't respond isn't getting a second invite. Like, they're dead to me. They're done. Like, they're not even coming again. Like, I don't care. Do you think a lot of
1: people weren't responding because they just didn't know how to respond with the pandemic?
0: I think so. I really do. Obviously, I'm yeah. going to send out, I'm, well, I'm not going to send out invitation again because that was a waste of $700. So <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get an email or, or yeah. something. If you are one of the lucky few that gets to come to my wedding, you'll get a password to my wedding website and you can RSVP there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you feel like you had to postpone more because people weren't responding or did it oh, truly yeah. feel like it was the pandemic?
0: We could have had our wedding in September. Yeah, we could have. But the fact of the matter is is that because no one really responded, we just didn't know what was going to happen. And so Mm -hmm. we just decided to just keep to just postpone it. Because essentially what happened was I got an email from my venue saying, hey, by the way, because there's like three sections of the venue to like where we have the ceremony, you can only have 50 people and they need to be masked. And then where you have the reception, we can only fit 70 people and they need to be masked, okay? Mm-hmm. And then there was like an outdoor section, which can only have 25 people. It was super bizarre mm-hmm. how it was. So essentially, yeah, we could have had 50 people there, but because yeah. we didn't know who the heck was going to come or who wanted to come because no one responded, it was just kind of cool. I guess we'll just push it out a year and see if people Yeah.
1: Come. Of the people that responded, how many said yes versus no?
0: So out of the 35, I want to say 32 said yes.
1: Wow, okay. And a lot of people were traveling, had to travel. Mm-hmm.
0: But all those okay. people were local that said yes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all the people were local that said yes. And really, I think what came down to it too is that my dad passed away and I was younger. So it's really important to me to have his brothers and sisters there, to mm-hmm. have my aunt and uncles be there to watch me get married. I'm his only daughter. So I think that was a big thing when they started being like, I had one aunt that was just like, I just can't make it. I just can't come. I'm, I'm, I don't want to fly. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do if they don't come. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, so that was it was it was a lot of different things. But ultimately, like, we could have if yeah. we wanted to. But at that point, I just don't, I don't know. I also don't want to have like masks in my photos. <laughs> like Yeah, I just can't. I just, I get it. I get it. Like, when I'm old and I'm frail and I'm on my deathbed and my great-grandkids are gonna be like, grandma, show me your 2020 pandemic wedding. Look at the mask. This is great. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like, look at the times. Like, I just don't want that. Like, I just, I give mad props to anyone who got married. They fought through it. They're like, they stuck through their guns. They did it. I totally admire that. I just couldn't bring myself to do it.
1: Yeah. And everybody's different, right? Everybody's handling the pandemic differently. So mm-hmm. every bride has their own vision of how they want it to happen. And yeah, like we made the decision, like we're not postponing. We knew that from the jump and we were willing to sacrifice not having close family and friends there. But you and Adam have been together for 10 years. It's like you've been married and the whole idea is you didn't want to get married originally. And the reason you were getting married was to bring your family into the celebration. So that's the whole point. So it's, it's pretty special. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. As you know, Julian and I still managed to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course, we did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music and packaged as a gift pod, our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just wanna feel loved. Gift pod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. All right. Do you envision like your whole, how you're planning your wedding for this year? Are you envisioning it to happen the exact same way?
0: I don't know how it's going to play out. I really don't. Like we're still very much like up in the air because We know that no matter what, in 2021, we're going to get married, whether come hell or high water, whether that's just me and him at our venue, Mm -hmm. like drinking and being like, woo, this is great money (laughs) spent and we get to party just the two of us. Or if it's our friends and family, or we keep it, we're tossing around the idea of revisiting the guest list and just making it smaller Mm -hmm. because I think ultimately... We just don't know. And we don't know what's going to happen with like the vaccine and everything. So Mm -hmm. if it was up to me, I would just copy and paste it a year later. But I I honestly, I just, I just don't know. Because I have ever since we postponed, I was like, cool, I'm gonna take a break.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, are you still planning? I'm always curious of people that postpone. Does the planning continue? Or is there truly like a good period of time where you're like, I can't think about this?
0: Right now we're taking a break because we decided to renovate our house. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because we were just like, oh, we're not getting married. Let's just tear up the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not?
1: <laughs> Something else to focus on. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think the biggest like hurdle I've had with the postponing of the wedding is my dress because I've had weight loss surgery. So mm-hmm. I am significantly smaller than when okay. I first bought the dress, even though I ordered it two sizes down. I'm about 73. 75 pounds lighter. So, oh my
1: goodness. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's good for you. Thank you. It's one of those things that's a little hard. So yeah. I think they're great. I have to customize my dress completely because I'm extra. And so I don't want like a long dress. I want, <laughs> I want a short dress. So we had to find the, a dress that we can cut and add color to. And so it's, there's a lot of customizing the mold with the dress. Yeah. So I think that was, but my bridal shop was great. They acknowledged that we had to postpone the wedding. And so if I had gotten married this year, the dress that I ordered would have fit perfectly to a tee after we've made some small tailoring measurements, Yeah, I don't know what it's called after we altered it. There we go. But they were really great. And they were just like you're not going to fit in this dress by next year. We're going to take this we're going to make this the floor model for plus size girls and we're going to order you a whole new dress for free. Wow. Yeah, so I was. Very, very, very lucky to have an amazing bridal shop to work with because that's not what I've heard from other people. It's been, yeah, it's been really hard. So they were, they
1: deserve five stars for I sure.
0: Sent them a cake <laughs> as a thank you. No, I did. So, like the day of my wedding, they let me know two days before that my headdress had arrived. And I was like, cool. So, B is my consultant. I was like, so B, mm-hmm. like, what do you? What do you want me to do? She goes, well, do you want to try it on so we know what size to order you in? And she let me know what they were going to do to help me out. And I was like, sure. And so on the day I was supposed to get married, I went to the bridal shop and I tried on my wedding dress. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It Give was, yourself something to do on that day. I was like, I'm supposed to wear the damn thing anyways. And I as yeah. well put it on. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I went and tried it on and they, they were great. They like booked me a full hour appointment. They let me, they did the dress like when you have to get it tightened because it's too big or yep. they like put the fabric under that we're going to do to give it color. They like showed me, they gave me a whole hour in my dress so I can just see what it would look like the final creation. And they were great. Yeah. And then I sent them a cake to say, thank you.
1: <laughs> that is super generous of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were great. I haven't heard too many nightmare wedding dress stories yet. Just somebody told me that they had to get their dress preserved, which I never knew that was a thing. Cause I guess if it's in weird lighting, but oh yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing where I heard like money being taken again from somebody.
0: <laughs> My dress is being stored and it's preserved at the okay. wedding shop. Yep. Yep. Because they're like, it's here, it's safe. Nothing's gonna happen to it. I'm like, but what if the building burns down? They're like, what if your house burns down? I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> very you have, true. You have four dogs. Like a lot can happen. I was like, all right, all right, all right. It's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I have my, eaten. Yeah, pretty much. And so they're like, it's gonna be stored, and they they put it in a bag, and they they only charge me like a hundred bucks for it, and they're I'm storing it for a year, and it's gonna be safe, and it's like a peace of mind, and I don't have to think about it until July, where they have to measure me, and then we really start being okay. Let's get these operations yeah. going.
1: Okay, cool. Are you planning to do any type of pre-celebrations before the wedding? So like a bachelorette? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in the business of bachelorette parties, so I definitely want one. But yeah, no, I'm definitely more of a low key. So I'm not like a person that like wants to go to Vegas. I don't really like to get drunk. I just like to have a good time. My maid of honor has decided like we're going to go to Napa for the weekend. And nice. so we're just going to sit poolside and judge people. And that's literally the best weekend <laughs> I could think of. That's all I want to do is just sleep, drink, eat what little I can. and <laughs> Really like nap. <laughs> like I love to sleep. I mean, like, I like it just be low key. And then my friend Kyle, he's coming and he was like, I have a surprise for your bachelorette party. I'm not going to tell you. And I literally was like, you want to take me on a drunk train, don't you? He's like, damn it. How did you know? I'm like, I just know these things. Like I just know you, <laughs> that that's what you want to do. So we're going to go on a day drinking train ride. I'll be fine. I, yeah, I have to look up lots of different train puns because I already have the wheels going of how I can annoy my bridal party that day. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. I don't doubt it one bit. (laughs) That's awesome. Roma, you mentioned that you're in the bachelorette business. Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one of my things that I do, so I have a nine to five job. It's great. It pays the bills. But one of my passions in life is that I teach sexual wellness to women and how to like enhance their sexual relationships with their partner, or if they're single, how to enhance their sexual relationship with themselves. So one of the things that I do is like, I have bachelorette parties. So I go to people's houses. I bring a really fun demo. We go everything from like mild to wild. And (laughs) it's, it's just like a really good time. But really, it's a time where like people can really celebrate the bride. And I think when it comes to sex and marriage and, you know, overall sexual education, I think our country just like wholeheartedly, like 100% fails at, and it's very taboo. And so I am really passionate about not making it taboo. I think sex is something that's super fun. I think it's something that can make your relationship really strong. I think it's a way that you can be intimate with people. Well, obviously it's a way you can be intimate with people, but (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's other things you can do too. Like I'm really big on just like educating people and letting them know, like, you deserve, like, especially for women, like, you deserve to orgasm. When we orgasm, like, it helps our whole mental health well-being. Like, it releases serotonins. It improves our complexion. Like, it improves That's our mood. Helps, yeah, it helps <laughs> us sleep better. I mean, like, when we orgasm, and I'm not talking like a, uh, like, I'm talking like a head-to-toe, full-on, <laughs> like, <laughs> porn star orgasm. All right. Good stuff. (laughs) Right. I mean, like there's just so many health benefits to it. And I think just having that open line of communication is huge. So I I love doing bachelorette parties. I love like when people can come to my party and they can learn something. And I always tell people if you or the bride and leave this party feeling more confident with themselves, leaving that you feel like, you know, more than you did when you walked in the door. And then you're feeling adventurous enough that you want to spice things up in the bedroom. Like I've done my job, and that's like the best feeling in the world. Absolutely, I've definitely a lot of couples have had babies because of me. So.
1: And they should name their baby after you, I right? Should, they
0: should. They should name their baby after me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're like you're
1: Absolutely. welcome. You're welcome.
0: I taught your parents what the G spot was. So
1: mission accomplished.
0: It's not all the way back there like they think. <laughs> it's not
1: you know so So, yeah
0: no it's it's a lot of fun I love it it's it's I love I love I love taking uncomfortable subjects and making people feel comfortable with them and I think sex is just one of those things absolutely I meet a lot of people who just like they just clam up or they get really bashful and they don't want to talk about it and I'm just Mm -hmm. like honey do you (laughs) understand like you need an orgasm, whether it's <laughs> with your partner or with yourself. And if you can't orgasm with the orgasm with your partner, then you could orgasm with this toy. <laughs> the partner doesn't even need to be there. You or have you the solution. Yes, I have the <laughs> solution. Oh my gosh.
1: At the bachelorette parties, are you able to have these types of sessions virtually?
0: Yes, absolutely. So I do a lot of Zoom parties, so if that's something that, you know, typically it's the maid of honor or someone close to the bride who's throwing the bachelorette party. So if they let me know ahead of time, like what the bachelor, like what bachelorette or bride, I just say, is like. So if I know if I'm dealing with someone who is a little bit more mild or if this is someone who's wild, then I can kind of cater to that as well. And so it's something that like, it just takes a little bit of planning. So they just have to let me know an ample amount of time so I can get things organized and I can get things sent to the bride so she can open things on cameras. And then what's really great about this whole pure romance business is that like, I have an online website. So it's really easy for people to shop for the bride or to shop for themselves. So typically, what I like to do is I like to have the bride to come up with like a wish list if they can, or have the maid of honor come up with a wish list for the bride, and then the people at the party they buy the bride's the gifts because cool. typically you get gifts for the bachelor, like at the bachelorette party. So yeah. instead of like bringing like the tacky like boob things that you're gonna throw at the end <laughs> or like the penis lollipop, like get her something she can use. Like get her some lingerie, get yes. her some lubricant. Like God, like oh, everyone needs lubricant. My gosh, (laughs) you know, Uh, and then when you're, when you're there, you know, get yourself a little something, something too. I mean, uh, like, and then we all just have it like shipped to the bride. It's great. It's so much fun. And it's, It's a blast, but it's definitely something I can do virtually too. And then I always like to tell people you never have to have a bachelorette party or to have a girls night with me in order to speak with me. It's something that I offer to have a private consultation with me. It's completely free. So if you're just like, I really want to pick your brain or I really want to talk to you, there's like no pressure to like purchase anything. I'm just here to be your sounding board. I'm here to help you kind of work through what you need to work through. And if you need a little bit more education on a subject, like that's what I'm here for. That's what I do.
1: That's so awesome. How can people find you?
0: Oh, perfect. So you can find me at, they want to find my website. It's just pure romance.com slash Roma So that could be a mouthful. <laughs> because my last we'll, name is long.
1: We will spell that in uh, yeah. our post. For everybody. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: And it's all it's all one word. Um, or they can find me. I'm on Facebook. You can find me Roma Bonaventura. You can mess me, just say, Hey, I listen to the podcast, um, Instagram, Roma enjoying life. Um, so you can find me that way and just like I'm here and you know, and I just like to make myself available to people. And like I said, I just everyone deserves the orgasm and everyone deserves to feel good in their skin and feel confident in and out of the bedroom. And that's what I'm here for.
1: That's awesome. Every yeah. bachelorette party I go to from now on, we're doing this. <laughs> do it,
0: do it, do it. And then when this pandemic is over, like I will fly to California for you. Like I really would. Like I, I think we just need, we need more of this in our lives. We need more of this. Absolutely. Especially like if you were a 2020 bride and you had to postpone it, like you're going to need a really fun bachelorette party. Even if you're someone who's a little bit more low-key like me, this is like the perfect thing to do. Because it's just you and your girlfriend's getting together. And then I crack some jokes. I bring out some accessories. We get to taste and try some things. (laughs) So it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Come on, universe. Let's do this. Yeah. So... I'm hoping that all the magical things happen for you guys. But is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share with the world about this experience you've gone through this year?
0: You haven't asked about the multiple panic attacks and meltdowns I've had through that. This yes, whole process. let's talk about I mean, mental oh, health. This oh shit's real. Ugh. I ended up having to go to the therapy. That's a real thing. I've yeah. had to like, yeah, it brought up a lot of different things, a lot of emotions. I didn't really know what I had or I had to sort through. So I had to like go to therapy. <laughs> I just going to
1: therapy to like therapy's it. amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a really great therapist. And so just having to go through that or and realizing that maybe my reactions might be related to some other things I have going on. So it's mm-hmm. allowed me to be more mindful and not to be so emotional or to let, you know, that emotion take over me. So it's hard. It's hard when you you go from two extremes. You go from, I'm never gonna get married, I'm never gonna be this person, but I'm with someone too. Calling up your mom be like, hey, we're going to get married. And by the way, we found a venue. Are you in on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then be really excited and do all the things. And it's all you talk about to every single day. And then back to, never mind, we're not having a wedding. And then yeah. just being in this limbo. It's emotionally, it's really hard. It's exhausting.
1: So yeah. it,
0: yeah, was really difficult. More so than I anticipated I full on cried when we made the call. And I thought, like, mm-hmm. I was, I told myself, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to get upset that the wedding gets postponed. This is totally out of my control. There's nothing I can do. And mm-hmm. then when we made the call, it was just, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's become so real when you make God. the call. All right. I just literally made the decision of this isn't happening. And, ugh. Yes. Yeah I, yeah. I was there with you. I did cry as well when yeah. we made our call. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's hard. It's hard. And people are like, oh, you'll celebrate later. Or people are like still get married. We'll have a reception later. And I'm just like, nah, like I'm not doing this again. Yeah. No. This is it. One and done. Yeah. And if some God forbid something happens and me and Adam aren't together and I'm never doing this ever, 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 ever again. I mean, he'll have to die before I find someone else. But I <laughs> oh really gosh. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> Hope I'm not cursing this, you know. And so it's just one of those things that it's yeah. Mock. It was fucking hard. Yeah, yeah.
1: I appreciate you being so open and honest about it because social media does not help. Everything that people are posting around the weddings that are happening this year looks so jolly and yeah. Like my, I'm guilty of it, right? I posted our micro wedding and. Everyone was like, wow, it looks so beautiful and amazing. But it wasn't an easy journey for us to get there. And it was an emotional ride to get there right, for right. myself. Julian, it was his dream of having a micro wedding. So he definitely got what he wanted. Like, yes! But <laughs> literally, that was, he was like, I'm totally getting what I wanted. But he did feel bad because I think we all wanted at least 50 people there. But yeah, it, social media doesn't help make us feel like we almost feel like we're almost on an island by ourselves going mm-hmm. through this because anyone that's gotten married already or whatever, it is just we don't have that community to talk about right. this with. Right. So yeah. that's yeah. that's what this podcast is for.
0: I totally appreciate it. Couldn't tell you I was really upset when we canceled the wedding. I was and then I made peace with it, and then the wedding weekend came around and then mm-hmm. the day where I was supposed to get married happened. And it was just, I couldn't help but think, this is not how today was supposed to go. Throughout the entire day, I was like, I should have been in hair and makeup right now. Mm. I should have been doing my first dance right now. I should have been, I'm going to get emotional because it was just, it it was really hard. It's still like really hard to think about, you know? And then like you think about, like you put all this time and effort and then it's for what? Yeah. And so it's just, yeah. Adam and I were able to get away for two days and go, to estes park which is this really cute mountain town and like really enjoy our time together we did ghost honey and i loved it <laughs> you <That's> know awesome. <laughs> and then the day came and it was just fuck it was yeah. just like i just remember like we both were really sad like i think adam cried a little bit that day because he was just like he never wanted a wedding but then here we are and it was just like yeah and it's it's hard and like somewhere i have packed away because we're renovating. I have our invitation that says that my mom got framed of our original invite. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Hang that bitch on the wall is what I'm gonna do. Right. Cause hey. I paid a lot of
1: money for that. Yeah, I'm like, I know my mom
0: pays 70 bucks to have this shit framed. So guess what? It's going on the fucking wall. I'll just cross <laughs> out the thirteenth. It's fine. And this is 2020, and I'll just write the new date. It's great. You right. Know? <laughs> you know, oh, and my then, goodness. yeah, it was it's hard, but Here we are and I'm excited for next year and I wish I could go into the next year and be just as excited as I was this time last year of oh we have nine months before the wedding and we're doing the countdown, you know, like I feel like once you hit nine months before, like that's when shit really starts happening. And that I don't know. Like we're I don't know. I just don't know. I won't know. Good thing is like all our vendors rolled over to the next year. So it's all everyone has their new date everyone like our caterer everything so it's really we just have to revisit with them and make sure that they still have they're all still on the same page as far as like vision goes and thank god and we're adding a few different things that my mom really wants she really wants to have real flowers I could care less but if that's what she wants and she wants to pay for it then I'm whatever (laughs) you know her daughter's (laughs) wedding got canceled if that's what she wants
1: (laughs) gonna make mama happy or
0: make mama happy you know like (laughs) I stuck to my guns we all saw how that happened (laughs) wedding 2.0 I gotta compromise somewhere so yeah but here
1: we are here we are well I admire you for how you're able to share just your emotions through it all because it's hard to share that and yeah my journey was different so I can't fully relate because I did have my wedding on that day. And so to hear you and, and then I'm actually like hearing you experience how you were feeling that day. And I almost, I just walked myself through those moments and I was starting to feel like, oh my God, that I couldn't even imagine how I would feel on the day. So yeah. Well, what's your new date again?
0: If it was up to me, we get married on my birthday, which is September 28th, but apparently that's too much for Adam to handle. He can't handle like anniversary Roma and birthday Roma. Like it's... (laughs) too. It's a lot of Roma for him. It's a lot of (laughs) Roma because it's all about me. So he he was like, so we stuck to our original anniversary. So it's it definitely is meaningful. And so it's just one of those things that, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be interesting. I think people... I hope people come and I hope Mm. they fucking RSVP because I swear (laughs) to God. Yes or no. (laughs) Yes or no. You just want to know. (laughs) Yes or no. I don't care if you fucking show up or not. Like good love of God. Like just let me know so I can plan how to, who I'm feeding. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I think it's still going to be everything that we wanted. And I think it's going to be exactly how it's meant to be and how it was supposed to be. And so I just, try to keep that in mind.
1: Positive vibes. We're sending positive vibes. Yeah. Okay. I have one question I ask every bride as the final question. Okay. So it's been a shitty year. We've agreed on that for everybody, but also just us brides that are trying to navigate through this. What's one thing you've learned or valued through the constant changes that have happened while planning your wedding?
0: How to be flexible when things don't go my way. I'm very one of those that like, it's my way or the highway. And I throw a tantrum until I get what I want. God bless Adam for always giving me what I want. <laughs> 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 and, and then like and let me come to my own terms if it's not a bad idea. He like does this really great thing where he makes it seem like it was my idea from the beginning, but I know it was his, but it's fine. I'll take the credit for it. And so I think I just learned like how to just be flexible and really just roll with the punches and really just being grateful for what you have and, and if anything, like I said, like my family hasn't really been affected by Corona. We haven't lost anyone due to it. So I think I it just puts a lot of things in perspective and we're super fortunate in that aspect. So just being flexible and being just practicing a lot of gratitude, a lot of gratitude for what we do have and, you know, having faith that just because it doesn't happen when we want it to doesn't mean it's not going to happen.
1: It's totally going to happen. Yeah. I, I'm confident in that for you. <laughs> yeah, <so>.
0: Perfect, Roba. <laughs>
1: <Well, laughs> it was so lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Follow me on social media at Bride to Have Ben, and please send me or DM me your COVID wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast. Bride to a Ben is brought to you by GiftPod and produced by StudioPod. Edits were made by Notolab. Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides.